The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involves varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Know the difference. Now, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. Good morning, Southwest Florida. Here we go. Annex Wealth Management Show on the air, 92.5 Fox News, Sunday, September 12th. Our website, AnnexWealth.com. You click that Get Started button. You set your own appointment. Business owners don't make some tax mistakes that are common. Also, estate planning errors. That's on the way. I'm Danny Clayton. Todd Voigt is our Chief Investment Strategist at Annex Wealth Management. Good morning to you. Good morning. In the studio, Mark Beck, Managing Director, Wealth Management Services. Good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you, Danny. Glad to be here. Glad to have you, Todd. You know, this is a great chance for us to share some thoughts with our listeners, basically look at some of the macro themes that are kind of driving our investment strategy. So reviewing where we are from an economic standpoint. First week after Labor Day, relatively quiet on an economic front, have the standard reports coming out. Jolt's report, record high, 11 million jobs, job openings. That was a surprise, a positive surprise. Uh, Labor market on the other side, jobless claims came in a little soft. Otherwise, for the most part, relatively stable. Oil prices stable. The switch over from the economy to the market, and you got some disruption or potential there with strategists like Credit Suisse, Morgan Stanley, Bank of America coming out and saying, you know, we think the market's going to run into trouble. Well, there's a seasonality effect that September is typically seasonally weak. I think they might be right for the wrong reason, and it's not seasonal. It may be driven by other events. But the point is, if there's a point where it's probably going to be weak, it's going to be after in the later part of September. Um, I don't worry about that because we're long-term investors. So there's other more fundamental factors at play, you know, government shutdown, uh, inflation, supply constraints, et cetera. Let's talk about supply constraints because that's been a theme. It's been on people's minds in terms of driving inflation, especially, you know, we've seen it roll through different industries, certainly. Inflation is one of those things that clearly could change monetary policy. Monetary policy we worry about for, because right. it definitely impacts the long-term direction of the economy and therefore investment strategy. Right. So supply constraints and shortages are actually a temporary phenomenon. Shortages lead to overcapacity lead to lower prices, actually. If you're playing the shortage game, you're too late. That's already in the numbers. The point on the supply shortages part, and and for that matter, matter, other fact, that's what lends that transitory terminology to inflation. But there's more other fundamental factors that determine the inflation rate, commodity prices in general. You can see that first by the barometer of commodity prices, the stock prices of commodity companies. And you see those rallying recently, at the same time, you've had the Citigroup Economic Surprise Index trending lower, a kind of abruptly lower that uh, economists have been overestimating some of the ec- economic data. That was an August story about stagflation, not worried about stagflation. you still got an economy growing. It's just going to decelerate some lower growth rate. I'd uh, be looking at uh, allocation decisions based on valuation in the market, uh, potential more structural problems, you know, that $3.5 trillion spending bill is one of them, uh, the taxation around that, long-term capital gains, et cetera, to tell you 
in the near term, I'm talking near term, three months, six months, what you would expect out of the market. So it might be one of those things that we watch because it's a driver of short-term disruption, right? But a lot of times, given where we are from a stimulus standpoint, that short-term disruption could well be something we look at as an opportunity. Right. And it's a great opportunity because we're talking about supply constraints and shortages. Uh, Delta, you know, those are temporary phenomena. If you want an opportunity to take advantage of what you missed back in March of 20 in a reopening trade, you got a re-reopening trade potential here if you missed the airlines and casinos because the Delta and the vaccination levels, which seem to be what determines how one country fares during the pandemic than another, you'd say you got an opportunity there. Spending bill and, and what sectors and industries it benefits and what it hurts, you know, the spending bill benefits energy, but what part of energy? Clean energy, okay? It, it benefits other areas that we look at in the market. What does it hurt? Well, the, the flip side of spending is taxes. That's going to hit the individual level uh, as low as $400,000 level on capital gains and estate taxes. And what about the corporate tax rate? To what degree do we think corporate tax increases are already priced into the market? It's getting priced in, and it's the biggest part of, of the tax increase is hitting corporations. And in, and a subset of that is the international exposure, multinationals. There's a key linchpin there that we would have to talk about on a client-by-client basis. So, Todd Voigt, Chief Investment Strategist, Mark Beck, Managing Director of Wealth Management Services. We're from Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. It's one team, one plan, one fee. Our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Get going on that uh, free portfolio analysis. You can also set your own appointment. How about that? It all starts at AnnexWealth.com. Back in a bit on the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. You finally reached your savings goal, but how much will you really spend in retirement? Basic question, but more than one-third of retirees underestimated their spending. And you know taxes will impact what you've set aside. You're smart enough to know you don't have all the answers. You're also smart enough to know where to get help. It's time to put things in order with a fee-only fiduciary. Click the Get Started button at AnnexWealth.com. One team, one plan, one fee. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. Annex Wealth Management works in your best interest. Can your advisor say that? This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? What our clients do for a living runs the gamut. Doctors, attorneys, executives, sales, plumbers, police and fire. The list goes on and on, and you name it, they've done it. Many are business owners, and that's where we're going here. I spotted an article recently titled, Tax Mistake Business Owners Make, and I thought, I need to talk to our planning team about this. Eric Strom, Senior Financial Planner and a CFP at Annex Wealth Management, here to discuss. Hey, Eric. Hey, Danny, and thanks for thinking about our planning team. Appreciate the invitation. Listen, I do all the time. You know, my dad used to call them chief cooks and bottle washers, right? It's not only being the business owner, but the person directly responsible for the health and the well-being of the company. It is a huge job. Tax issues happen. Let's go through some of the potential pitfalls, huh? Yep, let's do it. First is deductions not taken, and this is a big category. It is a huge category because there's tons of different business expenses that are available to business owners, but let's touch on some of the more interesting ones. So for starters, mileage. This is pretty common. There's an IRS rate of 56 cents per mile, so this can actually amount to hundreds or maybe even thousands of dollars for someone who's doing a lot of driving every year. A couple caveats, though. First of all, commuting does not count. Now, another cool thing here is there are apps now 
that can automate a lot of this for you. So I won't give any specific names, but if you just search the app store, there are lots of apps out there that can help automate that. Here's another big deduction that's sometimes missed, the home office deduction. Now this has a little bit of a reputation as an audit trigger. And from what I understood, because when everybody went to work from home, there were a number of different cautions. You gotta be really careful. And I did hear that phrase, audit trigger. Yes, yeah, it absolutely is. It is an absolutely legitimate expense for the right person in the right circumstance. In general, it's very common to claim a simplified version of this, which is $5 per square foot, but with a maximum of 300 square feet. So that's 1500 bucks. If you fit all the rules, then it's very common for people to take that. But you do have to have a dedicated room or a dedicated section of a room. And there are other rules in addition to that. But that's an important one. I don't want to get you in trouble, but you did work from home for a while. Are you, what are you going to do with your taxes on that? Well, for me, I'm just an employee at Annex. Okay. So uh, so for me, this is not available. I but. know. And this is about business owners, but I always like to ask the, uh, the, the planning guys planning questions. Yeah. And that's a good question. And actually, we've had that question many times. Here's another one travel expenses. So, you know, people are starting to travel a little bit more, right? This is a business expense that's generally deductible. Now for domestic travel, so in the United States, you can actually include some personal travel in there if the trip is generally and primarily related to the business. Now, when you talk about foreign travel though, it's a little bit more complicated. You sometimes often have to allocate between, you know, your personal and the business portion, but for shorter trips, you oftentimes don't have to do that. But Travel is coming back, and travel expense is definitely a potential deduction for business owners. Tax mistake business owners make. What do business owners tend to pass by and therefore miss? There's a big list. There sure is, and this is one that people don't give enough thought to, your entity selection. Well, what is entity? Well, the most common way of doing business is called a sole proprietor. That's the most common in the United States. Now, but if you have business partners, you might look at a partnership. And there are certain cases, Danny, where it can make sense to actually become a corporation. So one thing people do sometimes is called an S-corp. That's an option. Now, another factor is liability. If your business is subject to liability, you've probably heard of an LLC. That's another choice you can make within these other entity choices. Now, all of these entities, they have different pros and cons. There are factors to think about. So first of all, how many owners? Is it just you or are there other owners in the business? How profitable is the business? That can very much affect what entity you would select. What's your exposure to liability? Some businesses are have more exposure to liability than others. And here's a big one. Would you like to defer any of that income with by setting up a retirement plan? Your entity selection will very much affect your options in that area. So don't neglect your entity selection. Talk to your accountant or to a tax planner about that. Here's another one. I mentioned a retirement plan. This is so important. So you've got a certain business entity. There are different options for setting up retirement plans. SEP IRAs. Uh, SEP IRA is a good option. Let's say you don't have any employees. That can be a really good option. It's very, very easy to set up as well. Sometimes solo 401ks can be a good option. That would give you certain features that like a Roth, like you could save on, on a Roth basis. There might be loan options. It is a little bit more complicated, though, to set up compared to the SEP IRA. There's simple IRAs. And, and even if your income is very high, another option is setting up a pension plan. Um, now, that would be if your income is, is significantly higher. So don't neglect establishing a retirement plan. If you are a business owner, you have a unique opportunity that employees don't have, where you have certain types of plans that you can set up and you want to leverage those. Anything else come to mind? Well, another one, and this is for us parents, is you could potentially put your kid on the payroll. 
Now, I know I can see it in your face, Danny. There, there are a lot of actually rules, though, you have to follow. Your kid, first of all, they have to actually do something. Okay, they have to a- actually have a real job. The pay has to be reasonable. And you got to start filing a tax return for the kid, too. However, there's an advantage to that, right? Because the kid's going to get their standard deduction. So some of that income could potentially be tax-free. And my favorite as a financial planner, my favorite benefit of this, once your child has earned income, you can start a Roth IRA for them. They report that earned income. You can make a Roth IRA contribution. And think about how long my five-year-old has until retirement. That's an advantage, too. That's the way a planner thinks. As always, we're ready with investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. We do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference? Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Eric Strom, Senior Financial Planner at CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for your insight. Thanks, Danny. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're going to be right back. 92.5 Fox News. You finally reached your savings goal, but how much will you really spend in retirement? Basic question but more than one-third of retirees underestimated their spending. And you know taxes will impact what you've set aside. You're smart enough to know you don't have all the answers. You're also smart enough to know where to get help. It's time to put things in order with a fee-only fiduciary. Click the Get Started button at AnnexWealth.com. One team, one plan, one fee. Annex Wealth Management. Planning and investment insight from a fee-only fiduciary. And we put that in writing. You're listening to the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference? This is a team segment. We're going to talk about estate planning with the estate planning attorney for Annex Wealth Management, Jill Martin. Welcome back. So you wrote a great blog piece, and that is available on our website. Yes, it is. So it's really talking about kind of what are the the biggest planning mistakes that we see most common among estate plans that we review for clients and just things that we hear about in the community from other people. Let's go with the big three and, and not having the estate plan, using do-it-yourself software, and then relying on your neighbor and the legal advice. So let's go through those. What happens when somebody doesn't have an estate plan? And I can t- here's the spoiler alert. I think it's a big mess, right? It, it can be a big mess. Basically what happens is, is there are state statutes that default so that there are rules that every state around the country has that says, if you didn't have an estate plan, this is what's going to happen. Because there are 60% of Americans that don't have an estate plan. There's a couple of things, right? There's during lifetime, you would need to have guardianships in, put in place if you don't have a health care or a financial power of attorney, which is someone to step in and make your decisions and manage your finances for you. During lifetime, it's critical for you to have two documents in place, a healthcare power of attorney and a financial power of attorney. And that's where you select who's going to be that person that makes your healthcare related decisions when you're not competent to do so. And also who's going to be able to step in and manage your finances when you can't do it anymore. Any other mistakes that that happen? I mean, that, that people all of a sudden realize when they're kind of wading through this? Again, the state provides default rules for who your heirs are, right? So it's generally going to follow your bloodline, your next of kin, so to speak. But what happens is if you don't want it to go to those people or if you don't have any children or grandchildren and who do you want that to go to? Do you want it to go to siblings? Do you want it to go to nieces and nephews? Maybe not if you don't have a close relationship. So you need to do planning to figure out who that's going to go to. Jill Martin is our estate planning attorney at Annex Wealth Management. We're talking about the mistakes made with estate plans. Just talked to some clients yesterday and, oh, my neighbor, you know, she did this, she did that. And I said, well, I said that and that may very well work. But it was basically they, they researched on the Internet and picked a bunch of clauses from all sorts of different agreements that they like and threw them into a document, right? 
I don't know that that's going to be great. It might have saved you some legal costs up front, but I can probably bet you that for every dollar you saved on the front end, it's going to cost your family and your kids three to four times what you saved in legal fees to clean it up on the back end. Your neighbors will always have an opinion on what yard trimmer to get or what estate plan to have. Absolutely. I'm all for the kibitzing around the coffee table, but what happens is, is everybody's got a unique situation. And so what your neighbor is going through from a financial standpoint or what their assets look like and their estate looks like, or even your parents or your siblings, everyone's in a unique situation. So doing just what you heard your neighbor talk about is not necessarily going to be the right fit for you. And so it's important to get a good advisor, whether it's a financial planner, a wealth advisor like we have here at Annex, an estate planning attorney, an insurance advisor, all of those people, you need to have your own team that knows your situation. So the last 10 clients that you've worked with, what would you say out of 10, how many were the same? Absolutely none of them. Let's talk about the legal nitty gritty. When they go awry with legally invalid documents, then that's really where the costs start to go up because you've got somebody that needs to wade through that. Every different document that is part of an estate plan has different execution requirements so that it's legally valid. There's little nuances in executing documents correctly, and a lot of people don't read the fine print, which is important in legal documents. Another mistake is the wrong individual as the power of attorney, the executor, or the trustee. That's a disaster in the making. It is, Danny, and it's one of those things that I don't think people think about it as much as they really should. You know, it's a big decision on who is going to be that financial power of attorney for you, who's going to be your executor or your trustee, because they're the person that's going to be responsible for A, following your wishes, but B, keeping everyone else informed. And you want to make sure that person is trustworthy, good with finances, is a good family communicator. It's not just a default to, I go with my oldest child and then the middle child and then the youngest. Like That's not necessarily the order. That, and that's what a lot of people do. They just don't think about it. And they say, child one, two, and three. But that could get you into trouble. And I look at my parents as an example. My mom has two brothers. One was financially very, very savvy. One is one was not. not. <laughs> um, and so there had to be a decision made there in, in terms of who did you trust. Okay. There's an estate plan in place, but things change. The estate plan needs to get redone a little bit. Right. So changes happen all the time, right? And so estate planning is never a one and done type of a deal. And so you want to make sure As things change, whether it's family, whether it's finances, whether it's tax laws, pull that thing out and dust it off and take a look at it. And that's one of the things I do at Annex for our clients is is to do a comprehensive review of the current estate plan. We're talking about mistakes people make when they have estate plans. And the last one we're going to talk about is, is you've got the estate plan, but somebody better know where to find it. So that's a great one. And actually, you know, I just got a text from my mother in law last night. They live in Nebraska and they had all that major flooding. So their original documents are kind of AWOL. We don't know where they are. Now, we all have copies of them that she provided us, but the original will is basically destroyed. So it's important to make sure, A, people have copies of them, but it's also important to make sure that you do keep them in a fireproof and maybe a floodproof safe, depending on where you are, and that somebody has access to that thing.
Jill Martin, our estate planning attorney at Annex Wealth Management, talking about mistakes with estate planning. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. We are going to be right back. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. After all we've been through, isn't it time to focus on what really matters, living your best life? There are a lot of moving pieces when it comes to investment and retirement planning. It's important to get it right, and we can help. AnnexWealth.com is the place to start. Click the Get Started button. Put a pro on your side with a local fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. One team, one plan, one fee. Money Talk is straight talk from a fee-only fiduciary. It's time to know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Quick reminder, a couple of webinars that are coming up on the 15th, and that's Wednesday. Investigating annuities happens at 9.30 in the morning if you've got them in your portfolio. They're kind of a mystery. How do they work? We can help. Go to our website, AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Events tab. Women in Wealth Preparing for the Unexpected. That happens the following Wednesday, 22nd, at 5 in the afternoon. That is a good thing. And you've heard about that, uh, I think, last weekend with Deanne Phillips. That's really good. AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Events tab. I'm Danny Clayton. Todd Voigt is Chief Investment Strategist, Annex Wealth Management. Mark Beck is Managing Director of Wealth Management Services. Thanks, Danny. Todd, when earlier in the show, we were talking about the tax and spending bill coming out of Washington. We were kind of keying in mostly on the corporate tax rate. And I want to circle back to that because we really didn't finish on that topic. And thinking about corporate taxes going up and how that affects earnings and, and therefore valuations in the stock market. Right. So there's a number of factors affect valuations. I'm glad you mentioned valuation, not you know, stock prices in general, because valuation tells you whether or not a market's expensive or cheap. The tax, long-term capital gains tax increase has been calculated to be taking five bucks a share off of S&P earnings. So that's significant in a way, but I always said companies can overcome that. They're efficiently run entities. They budget for it, and whatever it reminds me back when the fiscal cliff ended and taxes would go up. I said, this isn't going to result in a recession. There's so much cash sitting on the books, and they'll budget for it, and two quarters later, you're probably in the clear. So we're not really thinking that when the corporate tax rate increase passes, that necessarily is going to precipitate a market pullback. No, I, and but what it does is that the corporate tax increase is one where it's there's going to be pushback. Okay, you're making co- corporations less competitive with companies in the rest of the world, especially the tax that pertains to multinationals, that international component of that corporate tax. That's the biggest part of the tax increase is the corporate tax. Okay, so they, that's why you got a yelling out there, Janet Yellen going around to other central banks and treasurers and saying, you know, we, we need some consensus on raising corporate taxes to give our treasury latitude to raise corporate taxes so that our companies are not at a disadvantage as they were before. Highlights a globally intertwined economy for sure. Yeah, for sure. You know, there's a list of tax items that pay for that three and a half trillion, maybe two and a half trillion dollar spending package. And the one on that list is long-term capital gains. I like to say to our credit, we were talking about that earlier in July, August, and and put out a letter and things like that, that says, this is how you got to line up your ducks for this change. Now there's some 
variables in there you don't know, but you can certainly get ready for it. And the time to get ready for it is not when the legislation passes. you you got to have things lined up beforehand. The problem in this case is that long-term capital gains rate increase would be retroactive, first time in history. And I think they learned from other previous tax increases where if there's a lag, like for example, this long-term capital gains rate increase is going to affect January 1st, well, what do you think is going to happen? Everybody's going to sell their, whatever they have to sell. And, and our wealth managers can explain to people, you have several options, number one, number two, number three, and number four. And we got that all laid out. But the vast majority of people say, well, I'm going to sell. And before that January 1st, well, they know that. So are they going to collect as much revenue off that long-term capital? No, because people will then be set for the next five years and maybe capital gains rates come back down. So they are going to make it retroactive and they're going to catch you. And they might make it September 15th or, or some point where you really can't plan or strategy or whatever. So we're ready for it to a degree, but you can't say what the exact date will be and what the exact rate will be. Because it's planning for the unknown, so trying to prepare. But, you know, you're right, just being prepared right. to digest the known when it becomes known and then execute on any change in strategy that's appropriate for your situation, that's really the key to tax planning when it's in this world where we haven't really determined what it's going to look like yet. Right. Todd Voigt is our chief investment strategist at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for coming in today. Appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, Mark Beck, Managing Director of Wealth Management Services, thanks for your time. Appreciate Great to be here. Thank you. If we can help, head to our website. It's AnnexWealth.com. What do we do? Investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. How about that? You might need those services. One plan, complete plan built for you and you alone. One fee, the most important part. We are a fee-only fiduciary, zero commissions. The website, AnnexWealth.com. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday on the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.